Welcome to the Female CEO Show. I'm your host, Courtney Quinn. I'm a corporate dropout turned serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping female business owners step into your power and reach your full potential in business and in life. I'm on a mission to empower more women to become their own boss while teaching them how to do it in a healthy, scalable way that supports your dream life so that you're running a business and not owning a business that runs you. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or you're still toying with the idea of diving into your own business, you're in the right place if you're looking for tools to support you as you are navigating the world of entrepreneurship as a woman, because I'm going to get real with you on how to do so. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, Biz Besties. Welcome back to today's episode of the Female CEO Show. It is a solo episode because I have some things that I want to talk to you about. So I've been MIA on the solo episodes for a second, right? So that's what I want to talk about because I kind of went off the grid in my business. Um, I like entirely went off the grid in my business actually for a week. It ended up kind of being more like two weeks. It was totally unintentional, but it was incredible. And I want to talk about this because I did not have a business a year ago that would have allowed me to do this. And I certainly did not have a business two years ago that would have allowed me to do this three years ago. There's no way I would have even like, I would have even like mentally let myself do it. And four years ago I was still in corporate. So that was not an option. It has been an evolution. And I am of the belief that if you can't step away from your business for a few days, you don't run a business. Your business runs you. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit more today. So a little bit of background. Um, Colin and I went on vacation to St. Lucia. It was for my birthday. We got engaged while we were there. It was incredible. But if you follow me on Instagram, you know that getting there was not easy because... At the beginning of the week of when we left, I still didn't have my passport. And none of this was my fault. I followed all the rules. I did all the right things. (sighs) And I did not get my passport in time. So um, my local congressman, (laughs) yeah, got to that level, um, got me in a passport appointment, an in-person passport appointment in Dallas. I live in Kansas City in Dallas on Monday. We left for St. Lucia on Thursday for me to go get my passport because the state department failed me. So it was a, and like the week before that, obviously I am stressing. And the week before that I was stressed even more. And then I was like, okay, like I'm traveling last minute, all this stuff happened. And then Monday I'm in Dallas all day, (laughs) Tuesday, And Wednesday, you know, like you got appointments and stuff before you can like go on vacation. And then we left on Thursday and then we didn't come back until the next Wednesday. So I pretty much took like two weeks off. But the entire time that we were in St. Lucia, I was off the grid, like phone on airplane mode the whole time and was just using it as a camera. And it was delicious. It was the best like unplug reset week. I have never had anything like that where I was truly able to unplug. 
And I wish I could see like a show of hands right now. Like who feels like they could do that and like go off the grid completely for a week and that their business would be fine. And those of you who are like, no, there's like not a fucking chance that I could do that court. Are you crazy? I would love to know where that's at. So send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know where you're at. There's no right or wrong answer because I've been both. And again, like this wasn't even planned for me to go off the grid. I was still planning on posting. Like I was still planning on like doing some work. I brought my laptop with me. Like I was fully prepared to have to do some work while we were there. But then we got there and it was just like, I just wanted to be present and I just wanted to unplug. And there was just really no need for me to be super plugged in to my business. I had my incredible OBM monitoring my email for me. I think she responded to a couple of emails on my behalf. And I think she sent me a Slack message about like one. And she's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know about this. And I was like, okay, cool. That can wait until I'm back. I did not take my laptop out of my backpack once the entire time we were there. I did not respond to a single email the entire time we were there. I did not make a single post on Instagram or on TikTok while we were there. Oh, and it was incredible. So full transparency here. I did plan on like scheduling, batching, like getting stuff ready so that it could be posted. I plan on scheduling a podcast. I planned on scheduling like the podcast social content. And so that was still going to be running while I was gone. And then, you know, all the passport drama happened and I literally did not like get the chance to do it. I did not have the time to do it. And I was okay with that. I was okay with that. We went on female CEO show, went on like a small little mini hiatus and it was what it was. You know, it was what it was. It wasn't a big deal. And I feel like in business, you can get really worked up and really upset about those types of things and be like, oh my gosh, like if I, if I don't post a podcast episode while I'm gone, like I'm going to lose all of my listeners. They're going to lose all trust and faith in me. And I get that. But the next podcast episode I posted when we got back, like it still got the same amount of listens. Everybody's still here. Hi, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. It makes my day. Literally. Anytime I look at the podcast analytics, I'm like, oh, and then I want to know. I want to know who you are. I want to know who the human beings are that are showing up as the numbers in the analytics. So if you're listening, hit me up, reach out, let me know, because I just want to give you the biggest hug in the entire world. Thank you for being here. Um, and hopefully. Hopefully you weren't too devastated when we went on a, when we went on a mini little like hiatus vacation, you know, I apologize. We're back. And I feel like there are just some business owners out there that will make like mountains out of molehills when it comes to those types of things. And I get it. There's something to be said for consistency and for showing up, but like sometimes shit just happens. Life just happens. Like I had like that beginning of the week planned before we left to do this stuff. Like that's what Monday was going to be dedicated for was all of the content batching and scheduling. And then I ended up in Dallas for 12 hours. It was, I left like on a 6am flight to Dallas and then came back. I actually got to move my flight up, but I had like a 6pm flight. It was literally in Dallas for 12 hours. It was nutty, but I got my passport. So it was all good. It was all good. But then 
it just, it didn't, it didn't work out to get the rest of that stuff scheduled and planned like I had wanted to. So say lobby. But then vacation happened. Oh, and it was so awesome. And I just didn't care about like not being on, you know, like as business owners in the digital age and online business owners, like there's usually like some guilt around like not showing up. And there's like fear that people are going to forget about you and people are going to not be interested in working with you anymore. And I've experienced the exact opposite of that because people were like, wow, Courtney was able to unplug and go on vacation for an entire week and come back into her business without, you know, like really skipping a beat. Like, I want that, you know, not, I don't, I don't want to work with her anymore because she, she took a week off and went on vacation. And I think there's so much power in the way that we frame things in our minds, but also there's so much power on the assumptions that we put on the thoughts of others. You know, like you assume that people are going to be upset if you do this. So you talk yourself out of doing it, even though you're literally just assuming, like you have no idea if people would be upset about it at all. Sometimes you just kind of have to like let those thoughts go and just do whatever makes you happy and fills up your cup. And that was something so incredible that happened. I came back from vacation, from unplugging and just had so much energy, so many ideas, so much excitement for my business because I was truly able to unplug and relax in a way that I have literally never done before. Like maybe... Maybe in high, no, like even I was going to say maybe in high school, but no, even like on a trip in high school, I was definitely still like plugged into my phone. So I don't think there's ever been a trip that I've ever gone on that was like that when I just did not even like want my phone to be near me. And it was incredible. So let's talk about how you can create this for yourself. Like I want to talk to you about what I did and what's going on in the back end of my business that allowed me to be able to do that without having to stress the entire time that my business was on fire or worry about my business falling apart while I was unplugged. Because let's, let's like be honest here. Like let's level here. Shit's going to happen in life. You need to take care of yourself. Maybe you unplug and go on a vacation, but God forbid, what if something happens? What if something happens and you have to disconnect for a week? Because you need to be with your family. Or you need to be healing. These things happen. And it's all about how you can intentionally build and structure your business now to allow for that in the future. To make space for that to happen in the future. Make space for yourself to be able to take the epic vacations you know, don't, don't mentally like in your mind, make space for like emergencies, <laughs> but, but it all, it's all the same. It'll all work out the same. But if you cannot take off even just like a few days of work without your business, like absolutely imploding, you do not run a business. Your business is running you. And I don't know about you, but I know I got into entrepreneurship for the freedom for the flexibility. And if you can take off work at corporate and like go unplug, go on vacation and not have to worry about it, 
I think you should have like some level of that in your own business. You should be able to do that. So, but I, I also want you to know that like I get it. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm coming from a place where I used to work like crazy. I skipped holidays. I skipped family dinners and family holidays. I was like working on trips the entire time. I was working sun up to sundown. Like I wasn't even at a point where I could take a trip. There were like, because I had so much work to do. I couldn't even go out to lunch with my mom without having to work at the table. It was ridiculous the amount of work that I was doing and how I was just like so constantly had to be plugged in and I was so constantly working and having to do something and having to check something off of my to-do list. So if that is you right now, I see you and I understand and I don't want you to feel any shame that you are not in a place right now where you can take off time. That's okay. That is okay. But it's good to know that. It's good to have these conversations so you can be aware of the areas in your business where there are room for improvements. So there's nothing wrong if you're not able to, but that's what we're going to talk about and get into is really how you can. But it, I remember like vividly my mom and I went to lunch one day and I was sitting there at the table and I was having to post, I was having to post stories. I was having to post feed posts for a client, like at a specific time, cause they couldn't be scheduled or something. It was like before you could schedule reels, I think. And I was just like, Hey, like, I'm sorry. Like I need like 10 minutes here to just like sit here and do this in the middle of our lunch. And it bothered me so much. And that was really, I feel like when I decided that enough was enough and that like, I did not want to live like that forever, but more importantly that I couldn't live like that forever and that it was my business and that my business needed to fit into my life and not dictate my life. So I've made very intentional changes in my business to create that space and allow for those breaks. The first was outsourcing work. You have to outsource. Like if you really want to become CEO, if you want to embody being the CEO, you cannot stay a solopreneur forever and do everything. And let's level here. You staying a solopreneur, you not outsourcing is more than likely a control issue rather than anything else that's going on. It's the belief that no one can do it as well as you. So you're just going to keep it on your plate and keep doing it. And that doesn't have to be the case. That does not have to be true, but you will burn yourself to the ground with a one-way ticket to burnout town if you refuse to outsource your work. Surely there is something in your business that you either don't have the time for you do not enjoy doing, you don't have the expertise to do it, or it's some of those things that are just like constantly overflowing on your to-do list. Like they don't get done today. So you move it to tomorrow's and they don't get done tomorrow. So then you move it to the next day. And it's just one of those things that is always on your to-do list, but never gets done. Those are the things that you need to be looking for to outsource first, the things that you don't enjoy and the things that you don't have time for and the things that you don't have expertise for. That's when you start outsourcing. Outsourcing is not that expensive. It doesn't have to be. It kind of depends on 
I mean, for me, when I was starting my business and when I was starting to outsource, I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on outsourcing. So I hired people who didn't have experience because I was willing to make that trade off of I will spend my time training you, teaching you, mentoring you, having to keep a closer eye on you, like holding your hand through this for a while instead of having to pay someone $75 an hour to do it when I could pay someone $20 an hour to do it and just give them a little bit of extra help because I was also a bit of a control freak and didn't think anyone could do it better than I could. So I was like, this way I really ensure that they are learning my methodologies and they're doing it my way because I'm spending all of this time teaching them. So it doesn't have to be a super expensive thing and it doesn't have to be like a full-time job or even a part-time job for someone. They can do it for a few hours and so if someone works, if someone helps you for five hours a week and you pay them 20 bucks an hour is a hundred bucks a week, 400 bucks a month, like worth it for you to get that extra time back, to have that taken off of your plate, you have to outsource your work. And then on top of that, like you need to expand your team and really build out a team of people that can help you and people that can serve you and look out for you. So like I mentioned, my OBM was monitoring my email inbox on a daily basis. And I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm going on vacation. I'm probably not gonna be on my phone a lot. I'll have my computer, I'll have my phone. Like, please slack me if anything needs my attention, if anything needs a response from me immediately. Otherwise, like I'll be back on Wednesday and we'll be able to check everything then. And I think she sent me one slack and was like, hey, you got this email. I don't know if you wanna respond to it. And I was like, eh, I can wait till I get back. It wasn't like a dire emergency. And she handled everything else. And she was able to respond to some emails for me. And that's because we've been working together for a minute. And I've been working with her and helping her understand me and how I respond and the types of questions that I'm typically getting and all of that. So that goes with outsourcing the work, but also just really expanding your team with people who will help you and can help take you to that next level. Hiring an OBM was not something, was not one of the like first hires that I made or something that I needed. But then it got to that level of like, it'd be really nice to have someone to do this because this is admin work. If someone could take this off of my plate, this would be something easy for someone else to do and will give me more time back. So we're outsourcing and we're expanding the team, but then you have to train your team and you have to check in with them frequently, like have them do end of day reports, have weekly, have daily meetings with them until you're able to build that trust. I was able to leave the country fully comfortable and confident with my team handling our clients. We had just started with a new client the week that I left but I knew it was in good hands and I knew that it would be okay. But that takes time to build that trust in your team. So also kind of what I'm saying here, like reading between the lines is don't make these hires a month before you want to leave on vacation. This is something that you have to work towards. If you know that you are getting married next year, and you're going to go on an epic honeymoon and you really want to be able to unplug, like these are hires you need to start thinking about within the next six months so you can bring them on and they can be comfortable, confident, and you can trust them to leave your business 
in their hands while you're gone. And then setting new boundaries and expectations with your team, but also with your clients. This is going to be a huge one because if you are the type of person who doesn't have boundaries and you're like, yeah, like to your clients, you can text me whenever, you can call me whenever and I'll pick right up and help you. Well, that's going to suck when you're on vacation and your client calls you, but their understanding, their expectation is that they can call you whenever. They can text you whenever and you'll get right back to them or you can pick up the phone right away and talk through their questions with them. You have to set new expectations to be able to create that space for yourself in your business. And this is a huge one. I changed the type of clients that I worked with. I used to work with a lot of clients who were really needy, who needed their handheld, who were constantly blowing up my inbox, who were blowing up my phone and did not give me space. And so you kind of have to think, if you... You decide you're going on vacation. You want to take a week off or, you know, God forbid, there's an emergency. How many of your clients would be like, okay, great. Have a great time or best wishes. I'm thinking about you. And which clients would throw a fit? Do you have any clients that would throw a fit over you trying to like take a break, take a week off? Or if you're like, hey, so sorry, there's been a family emergency. I'm going to be out of office for the rest of the week. Would you catch flack for that for many of your clients? If so, that's a big old red flag, huge, huge red flag. Adios. Like those are clients that I got rid of, but those are also clients that I stopped bringing on. Like I started to see the signs during the sales process, during the onboarding process where I was like, oh, you're going to cause me problems. I see this. I know what you're going to do. You're already being needy as fuck during the sales process. And we aren't even working together yet. Like this is only going to get worse once you pay me and we're working together. Those are red flags for me personally and people that I don't want to work with because I know that they aren't conducive to creating space for myself and my business. And the last thing, I changed my offers. Instead of being like, you know, I'm available 24-7 all or like I'm available on the weekends to help. Or even just like really high touch offers where you're constantly like in touch with someone, you're talking with someone a lot. Like I don't offer packages, like offers that are super high touch because that's not conducive for the business that I want to have. Which brings me to that you need to build your business with your future in mind. And that's something that I've done. And that was when kind of when I had that moment of like, enough is enough. Like I'm not living the rest of my life this way. It was like, okay, this is my business. I get to build it. I get to create it. What do I want my business to look like in five years? How do I want my business to fit into my life? And I've started building with a future focus. So I think this is something I've talked about on an earlier episode of the podcast. But for me, I know that I want to have kids at some point, like probably within like five years or so, I'll have a little baby. And I don't want to be working as much then. Like I want to have more space in my business so I can be a more present mom and that I can do the work that I need to do in two, three, four hours a day while the baby's napping. And that I can still run my business and I can still be a mom and still be present and do both of those things and have them exist simultaneously. But I know that that's not a change that can be made in nine months. 
you find out you're pregnant, you are working crazy. You know, you're working nine to five Monday through Friday. You find out you're pregnant. You cannot in that nine months come. I mean, maybe, but it will be very difficult to completely change the structure of your business in nine months. Also while dealing with your pregnancy, dealing with not feeling well and being sick and completely trying to revamp your business because you're like, oh shoot, I'm having a baby. And now I've realized that I don't want to be working this much once the baby comes. I don't want to like, I'm here to take the path of least resistance. I want to make things as easy for myself as possible. So if I know in five years that I'm going to have babies, what can I do now to start creating a business that will serve me then? How can I build my business today so it serves future Courtney? Sit on that one. Think about that. How can you change your business today and have it affect you positively in the future? Give you something to work towards. Because it is, it's a lot of small, tiny changes over time that end up creating this new, different result. It takes time. So a little exercise for you here that I want to walk you through that I think is really going to help you figure out the gap that you have in your business right now that are preventing you from being able to go off the grid because you want to or because you need to. So imagine with me, you get an email in your inbox right now telling you that you just won your dream vacation. I mean, I'm talking bucket list destination, five-star luxury, all expenses paid. You just won your dream vacation, all expenses paid. And you leave in two weeks. And the catch, you can't bring electronics with you. No phone, no laptop allowed. How are you reacting right now? Are you super excited? Are you like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I'm so excited. Or are you immediately like, oh shit, I can't do that. Oh my God, like I can't go. My business is gonna fall apart. I can't leave my business. I can't not take my laptop with me. How am I going to do that? Wh- which, which path are you going down right now? Are you happy or are you scared shitless? <laughs> That's going to give you some indication on where you're at in your business when it comes to space and being able to take that time. If you are excited and the things that are kind of popping into your mind are quick fixes that can be remedied with a few quick emails to clients, letting them know you'll be out of office, catching up with your team, maybe creating a plan for a couple of weeks. Like if there are things that you can do to remedy this in those two weeks before you leave for vacation, amazing. You good. You're great. If the changes that are coming to your mind, like the issues where you're like, okay, like this is a bottleneck. This is going to be an issue. This is an issue. This is an issue. If those are going to take more than two weeks to remedy, we have a problem. And this is where I want you to dive in further. These are the areas in your business that you can start to work on to make a change and to be able to create that space for yourself to be able to do something like that. 
And the, the point of this exercise is so you don't end up in a situation where you have to make these changes in two weeks because it's probably not going to be possible. It's just stuff to start putting on your radar so you can start building your business in the way that will serve you better and give you more flexibility in the future. So if you're like, uh, Courtney, I am the only person that runs my business that does anything that touches anything in my business. I am a team of one. I don't have anyone supporting me. There is no way that I could go off the grid for a week and keep my business. Okay. Time to start outsourcing. What do you want to get off your plate? And go from there. If you're like, ah, okay, like I feel like I could kind of do this, but like this, this, and this are going to cause issues. Okay. How do you remedy that? Is it stuff that you can schedule? Like, do you need to start making hires? Do you need to change your strategies? Do you need to change your systems inside of your business? Do you need to automate more? Do you need to change your boundaries in your business? And I feel like with changing boundaries and expectations and stuff like this, especially with clients, like it's not necessarily something that you have to like send out a company-wide email about to all of your clients and be like, hey, this is changing. What I've done with this, anytime I've decided to change a boundary or to change an expectation, to change an offer, I typically let my current clients keep going as is. But when I bring on new clients, I set those expectations at the beginning. I set those boundaries at the beginning. And that just makes it easy. That just makes it so easy because they come in and that's all they've ever known. You don't end up having issues with a lot of pushback because like you, I usually just kind of like grandfather clients in and I'm like, well, this is what I brought them in on. And I will continue to honor that until maybe you can't. But if it's just a want, I usually just kind of grandfather them in. For those of you who are confrontation averse and want to avoid that and would rather not make new boundaries in your business, then have to email your client and let them know that something has changed. Just a little bit of advice there. So hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully this was beneficial in helping you find areas in your business where you can improve, where you can grow, and where you can start to create more space for yourself to allow for this. Because this was completely unintentional, me going off the grid for as long as I did. And it didn't cause problems. It was wonderful. Like it was actually much, much needed. It did so much good for me. And I want you to be able to have the option to do that yourself, whether it is something that you want or whether it's something that is a need, or whether it's something that just kind of happens in the moment. We are entrepreneurs. We have that flexibility. We have to take advantage of that flexibility and create it for ourselves. So let me know if you have any questions or if there's something you want to dive into deeper on this. If you're like, hey, Court, so I realized like this is a gap in my business, but how the F do I like work through that? Send me a DM. Let me know. We'll talk through it. And we are up leveling. Like we're changing. We're changing our businesses and we're really embodying the CEO. Because if you think about the CEO of any corporation, they can go on vacation and the business still runs. It cor- in corporate. I could go on vacation and the business still ran. Like you should be at a point 
in your business where you can step away and it stays afloat and that it will be okay. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Female CEO Show. This episode was brought to you by Tiny Little Chef All Natural Seasonings. They are filler-free and so delicious and have been such an integral part of my anti-inflammatory gut healing journey, just getting rid of that extra crap and the fillers that were causing bloat and inflammation in my gut. You have to check them out. You can get a discount using the code Courtney at shoptinylittlechef.com. I highly recommend it. I've literally swapped out my entire seasoning cabinet with Tiny Little Chef. They're so good. And if you want to get some free female CEO show stickers, you guys, they are so cute. Just review the podcast on iTunes, not iTunes, iTunes. What is this? 2008 on Apple Podcasts. If you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, take a screenshot of the review and email it to hello at thefemaleceo.show with your mailing address in the email. And I will send you a little happy mail with some super cute stickers that you can put on your emotional support water bottle or your phone or your laptop or your Kindle, your suitcase. I don't care, but they're pretty epic. And they say female CEO and female CEO movement and you need them. And I want to give them to you for free in exchange for your honest review on the podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening and for your support. I love you so much and I will catch you on the next episode.